Welcome to Hope Springs Community of Faith Podcast, where we love people and we love God. Life doesn't actually end up looking like that. The disappointment I feel makes me wonder if you have a plan. And I just thank you for stories like gems to remind us that even when our eyes can't see, it doesn't mean we're not there. It doesn't mean that you are not holding us. And so I just lift my eyes up and put them back on you. And I thank you for supporting me and sustaining me. I just thank you for all the gifts that you've poured out into my life. And thank you for this body of believers, the encouragement, the community that they give to each other. And I thank you for your presence here holding us all together. Amen. Good morning, Hope Springs. All right. Um, So, what an amazing day today, right? Uh, I'm so happy that you've been able to to join us. I know there's a lot of people watching on our Facebook live feed who couldn't be here because they definitely want to see Miss Jen's uh, baptism for sure. And her today is her five-year Fight Like a Girl celebration and baptism. Okay, so five years cancer-free. Five years in one day. That whole leap year thing threw it off. It was, there was a leap year in there. Okay, so. Okay. Uh, again, we have entitled it this to celebrate Jen and her overcoming stage four cancer in five years free. Um, um, and so she's choosing to celebrate that with a baptism, which is perfect. Um, so I think it's important to qualify a few things before we get started and before I pray uh, for the rest of uh, our gathering this morning. Uh, firstly, It's very important for us to recognize that this morning's gathering is uh, not at all about edifying or worshiping Jen Newland, (laughs) but but rather uh, it is totally about celebration of her miracle, of her life, uh, and what she has done, what she is doing, and what she will be doing. Um, uh, Throughout the Bible, there are countless miracles where God uh, has intervened, and many of these miracles surrounded people, uh, God working in their lives, healing, etc., God showing up at the toughest times. Um, and those miracles are celebrated often. For example, the parting of the seas, you think Moses did that himself? He did not. Um, a blind man healed just by touching bits of cloth on Jesus' robe. Um, a guy getting swallowed by a giant fish and then spit out, right? Um, there's so, so, so many of these examples. And I remember growing up when I would hear such stories from the Bible, and I would, I would always ask, well, why does none of that stuff happen today? In no way am I saying that Jen Newland is a, is a modern-day Moses. Uh, to be honest, uh, she doesn't have the beard for it. But um, what I am saying is that uh, these miracles and examples of overcoming severe adversity do exist, and they still happen all the time. Many times we may rationalize these miracles to science, uh, happenstance, percentages, chances, but these things are happening to this day, and we aren't just looking for it because of how busy we are 
and honestly, kind of how cynical we kind of can be. So while we do celebrate the life that is Jen Newland and her health, we also celebrate what God is doing through her life, what God will do in her life for others. Instead of death, Jen has surpassed the expectations of the supposed all-knowing and great physicians that we have here on, in the world of today to go on to help a community that's broken, to guide a congregation and community outreach, to be an awesome mother, uh, an awesome friend, an awesome sister in the Lord. So finally, this day is also a celebration of how God has worked through Hope Springs and this community. As Jen's going to share later, when she came here years ago, she came here by kind of accident. She was diagnosed. Hope Springs prayed and prayed for her. Again, we, we have some prayer warriors here that are so selfless with their time um, that, that pray. I mean, I, we still do that every Thursday. Just folks are so selfless with their time. Um, and they're, you know, consistently praying for a lot of things that happen here at Hope Springs. But back then, we definitely were praying for Jen. I'm not sure if anyone remembers, but there was a time that Hope Springs created and made care packages for folks going through chemotherapy with Jen uh, and, and things like that. And that was super um, impactful for them. And, you know, as Jen may share later, that a lot of folks still talk about that to this day or, or had talked about it. Um, Hope Springs banded together around a potential tragedy with Jen, and all of us said to the darkness, not today, not going to happen today, not going to happen tomorrow, and it didn't, right? So please keep in mind that as we celebrate this this morning. So I'm going to pray uh, for, for us this morning. Father God, um, we just thank you so much for, for who you are um, and your character, and we, we love you, and we just thank you for, for Jen and we thank you for the miracles and the teachings that you will have through what you've done in Jen's life. And God, we just pray that um, everyone gets a chance to get their standing ovation in their lives, God, because we, we, we know that you've created us to get them. <laughs> and God, we know that our character is predicated and created through your character, Lord. And we just thank you for everything that you are. And we ask that through whatever happens this morning, God, that you would speak through it, that you would touch our hearts, and that... Um, yeah, we, we love you, Jesus. I, I have no more words to say than that. Amen. So, uh, the rest of the morning is kind of going to look like this. So, I'm going to speak for about five more minutes. I know you're probably waiting for it to be over. But, um, then we're going to have Jen come up and share her story. Um, and then we're going to dunk her. Um, uh, and it is, hold on. Keep saying that. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's better than it was before. But thank you to everyone who was helping get this warm, by the way. Jen actually said, I don't care if it's cold. So that's pretty darn awesome. <laughs> Even though I think she really does care. So um, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, then we're going to sing. Uh, and Hope Springs, I hope your vocal cords are ready because we're going to sing a new song. Uh, that I, uh, and I, I've never been to a celebration where there hasn't been singing, shouting, or dancing. So if you, while I'm speaking, if you want to, and, and we're dunking Jen, if you want to get stretched out, feel free. We don't want to pull a quadricep or a glute. Um, so, so through Jen's story, I think there's a lot to learn and a lot to be said for overcoming adversity. Uh, we're in a series right now called Under Construction. Thank you, Lisa. Um, under construction. And to be honest, uh, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but in a world that is filled with rationalizing and science, it's really easy to limit God's power and to limit possibilities with our thoughts and thought processes. So I encourage us to take a wrecking ball to the notion of rationality. 
because uh, God's mathematics, two plus two does not always equal four. <laughs> and there isn't always science behind an explanation. Sometimes there may be, but there isn't always. So I encourage you to open your Bibles or to read the screen behind me to some of these verses. I'm going to read a bunch, um, and I'm, I'm going to read them kind of close together, and then we'll focus on one in a little bit. But, um, so God said in Joshua uh, chapter 1, verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. In Psalm 27, he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In Isaiah, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. In Romans, there's two verses in chapter 8. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. In 2 Corinthians, we are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. In Philippians 4, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And then in 2 Corinthians, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I want to say that again. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So these these scriptures are not just these flowery words about uh, the ability for humans to overcome adversity. Uh, These words are penned by men who were inspired by God whom God spoke to in order to provide us with comfort and understanding for things we may never and will never fully understand. Interestingly, to find uh, this collection of scriptures, I simply typed in uh, scripture on slaying giants. I'll get to to why I I typed that in later. But uh, I'm not talking about the New York Giants because that's not too difficult right now to slay them. So, sorry, Giants fans. Yeah, right? Listen, I'm not the general manager. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about overcoming. Uh, I'm talking about overcoming adversity. I'm talking about overcoming despair. I'm talking about overcoming depression, overcoming cancer, overcoming a decade-long disagreement with your brother or sister. I'm talking about looking past the past and just hugging it out with your spouse. I'm talking about being surrounded by the enemy and rather than giving in, retreating or surrendering, clinging to your strength, swallowing your fear, and singing out the biggest hallelujah you've ever let out. I'm talking about overcoming death. I'm talking about overcoming whatever it is that you have going on in your life. In the darkest points in life, sometimes we have no other option but to bunker down, get on our knees, pray and plead to God, and let out a song or let out a cry. The most important piece of today and the most important piece of Jen's story is that last bit of scripture. And I want to read that whole thing again. So in 2 Corinthians, uh, it's okay, you're good. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, 
in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hope Springs, God is asking us to lay aside our preconceived notions of what life is supposed to be like. He is saying, I have made all things new. He's saying, follow me. He says, uh, surrender, uh, love me, just as much he is, as he is also saying to not be afraid to support your brothers and sisters and don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be honest with them. You know, one of the coolest parts of Jen's story uh, or this whole th- situation is when she found out, well, when we found out Jonathan wasn't going to be here this week, um, there was a, a bit of a meeting. We, we met on Monday night at Kim's house on her nice new couches. They're, they're very nice. I'm sure many a tookus from Hope Springs will sit on that and it's, it'll be comfortable. Uh, yes, I use the word tookus on a Sunday morning. I've always wanted to do that. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, I could not help but uh, when she told her story, I, I couldn't keep help but saying the word awesome. You know, and the word awesome, there was a big, I want to say maybe it was earlier than the 70s, but in like the 70s, you know how the surfers were always using the word awesome? I wasn't around in the 70s, so I'm just assuming this is true. (laughs) Anyway, Carl, you were around then, right? Um, (laughs) Sorry, Carl. Anyway, uh, point being, uh, you know, I I use it, I would overuse it. And when Ashley and I got, um, we're getting married, we were getting our marriage counseling through uh, Pastor Barry Becker. Actually, we got married in the same church as Carl and Pam down the street, somewhere over there. Anyway, he would always tell me, Bob, you're supposed to reserve the word awesome for great and glorious things. It's, it's a word that's kind of reserved for God. Why don't you try to hone in on that a little bit? I, I didn't listen to him. But anyway, uh, for, this, for this story, I think it definitely, definitely is applicable. Jen's story is absolutely awesome. In other words, I am baffled by God's work in this whole story. And you'll understand what I'm talking about in a little bit. I could not help but think of strength through weakness. It's so easy to come to a gathering on a Sunday morning and see someone you're acquainted with. Uh, They seem so together and maybe they seem so strong. But when you get to know someone and they share things they have been through or what they are going through, that is where God shines the brightest and you can see where strength is in weakness. When our lives have been shattered into a million pieces and Christ has glued it back together, and when his light pours through the window, he shines so much brighter in through those cracks and those breaks. A great example of it is one of those windows back there is cracked pretty badly. Anyway, you can see, if you get a little closer to it, the light shines the absolute brightest through that crack. I encourage you, my brothers and sisters, to talk to one another. Tell people of where Christ has redeemed Tell people your story. Christ has helped each of us slay giants. And as Jen is going to talk about, there's kind of no reason to sometimes put on this facade with, with each other. It's really important that we, we get to know one another so we see where Christ has worked in our lives. Because putting on the facade is kind of just hiding Christ in our lives. Christ has helped each of us slay the giants. He has helped each of us part seas. Every person in this room at some point or another has defied logic. Throw the darn rationality out of your mind. Get the cynicism out of your mind. God's love has no rationality behind it whatsoever, and we are never going to fully comprehend it. So let's just embrace it. You know, Jen is going to share her story this morning, and um, I'm sure there are plenty of other miracles and little awesome happenings. There, I used awesome again, but that was applicable. Awesome happenings in this body of believers. Um, 
And I, I'm going to share one just because I, th- I think just today is just all about that. Um, Ashley and I, um, when Avery, which is our second daughter, um, when she was born, about six months into it, every, every so often, Ashley would, you know, go to the, the crib and she would see Avery kind of looking like what she had were seizures. And so we were really fearful because seizures at that young age are pretty scary. And so um, we took Avery to the doctor to like a, and then they referred us to a neurologist and the neurologist said, hey, let's get an EEG. Are those the right letters? EEG, EEG. So they put all these crazy wires on her head and uh, they had to watch her sleep and wake up and just to make sure that everything was functioning right because, you know, there could be some damage or something from somewhere. And so um, when they did it, the, the kind of the person who was doing the EEG kind of comforted us and was like, ah, everything seems fine, right? And so I, I don't think she was supposed to do that. <laughs> but anyway, we got a call pretty quickly that there was something not right. Things were way out of whack. Um, and we could tell she was definitely having seizures. And it was a time that was really, really, really kind of dark for us because, um, you know, to get that EEG, they had to put her to sleep and to see your infant have, uh, what is that called when they put the breathing tube in? in intubated. To, to see your, your infant child have one of those is just absolutely awful. And so we were in a real, real dark spot and we were just praying. We were down on our knees and, and just praying for, for healing or understanding and if, if whatever his will was that we would be able to care for Avery the best that we possibly could. Somehow we... Uh, we went to the, to, to the doctor the, the next week and they did kind of like a repeat scan or whatnot. Um, or or they, they did the CAT scan. What's the thing? MRI. It might have been an fMRI, the functional one. I'm not sure. All these letters are crazy. Anyway, uh, but the, the, the MRI showed that there was absolutely nothing wrong with her brain. Absolutely nothing wrong. Um, the doctor has no idea why the EEG was so out of whack, but... Uh, and you know what? I don't, I don't want to apply my rationality to it. I don't want to apply my cynicism to it. I just want to embrace it and, and feel confident that God definitely intervened there. And so you'll, uh, there's stories all around Hope Springs that way. So I'm going to finish up with this, and then I'm going to call Jen up here to, to share. But um, the song that we're going to sing at the end um, is called uh, Raise a Hallelujah. And um, it's through Bethel Church, um, and that who wrote it. And so Jen gave me a list. Where did it go? I told her to write down a couple songs. Well, I, I don't know what a couple means to Jen, but uh, I've got t- two pages of songs here. Because uh, Carl and I were like, well, maybe this would be a good week to see what Jen would like to, to, to have. So I think she picked a good set. But anyway, uh, far too long. Um, <laughs> And for some reason, this song, Raise a Hallelujah, just stuck out. And it was the first thing I checked because I didn't know all the songs. And um, immediately, the story behind why the song was written came on. And I, I'll share that a little bit later. But there was a, um, a video that went with it. And at the end, I believe it was the pastor of Bethel, he said this. And I think it's a really Im- important little um, phrase to, to end with before we have Jen share. He said, the gospel is not haphazard. It is not a Russian roulette. It is not a guessing game. It is the absolute nature of God revealed through his goodness and his kindness. 
What is necessary is for people of God to rise to the occasion and face the impossibilities of life with the confidence of God's character, his nature, and his promise. There is no other option. We were called to this. This is our responsibility. But above all else, this is our privilege. So I'm going to have Miss Jen come on up here and share her fantastically awesome story. This morning I woke up and I thought that I was trembling with nerves and finally coming here and sitting I've realized that I'm trembling with excitement and I am just over overflowing overflowing um, so I guess everybody starts with the thank yous so that's where I'm gonna start too. <laughs> first I want to thank my mom for adopting me she gave me a wonderful life and a great chance my daughter Jasmine for being my very very favorite human um, I'm so proud of, of who she's become the strength within her my friends community and church for being by my side lifting me up and showing me my worth to Lehigh Valley doctors nurses and staff for never giving up on me treating me as I as I was family not a medical number but none of this any of it could have happened if it was not for God intervening the path has been bumpy but he knew in order for me to listen, he had to speak loudly. I see a head shaking. And loudly he has. So we're going to go back a little bit. 16 years ago, after battling depression and going through divorce, I was able to begin a new life and be put back together into the person I am today. I tried to be a strong, independent, single mother trying to make ends meet and do the best I can. God put those counselors in my life so I could be here as a mother, friend, daughter, and community advocate. God knew I was a broken human, but I needed to be so the puzzle could be back together better than it was before with the right tools and the right attitude. Nine years ago, within 18 months, I lost my dad, my grandmother, my grandfather, and I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. While hard to accept then leaving me, they had a purpose somewhere else in the universe working for God. And I was supposed to stop and listen but I didn't. My mom then almost died from a heart attack. Again, I was supposed to stop and listen, but I didn't. Then five years ago, I was diagnosed with stage four colon, liver, and lymph node cancer. I stopped and listened somewhat. 
my first surgery, both physicians had to work for about six and a half hours. And they finally got one good, clean sample of my liver. And I started to fail. And they decided that while they probably needed to take a little bit more, that they couldn't. After that, I had a lot of complications. My right lung collapsed, I got double pneumonia, my five days in the hospital turned into two and a half weeks. I then went through chemo, and then I glowed again. My liver glowed. My cancer was back. This time, I stopped and I listened, period. I really listened. I opened my mind and I let the universe, what I call God, in to save me. I went down to Padre Pio, I went to St. Rita's in Philly, I got relics and I put them under my pillow. I had faith healers come to my house, I did meditation, I drank Lord's water. The church here prayed and laid hands on me. There were prayer chains going. I had Reiki done. And three weeks later, after I started to glow, I went back into surgery. And there was no cancer. The doctor found no cancer. And five years later, I still have no cancer. When I woke up, the doctor said, I can't explain it. He didn't have to. I knew what had worked. It all came together as it should. And I'm glad I stopped and listened. I've had my struggles listening, but God continues to remind me in odd ways to take a break. Now I have my medical issues due to the consequences of cancer and chemo, but none will kill me. They just remind me that I'm alive to listen to my purpose. My medical struggles are okay because God has put the right team together so I can continue to listen to my purpose. I've got a great guy, great daughter, great friends, great family, wonderful job, I've got an outstanding, awesome community and church. I'm right here where I want to be, doing what I want to be doing. I've listened and honed in on the important things, and I'm not scattered everywhere, all the time, every day. I concentrate on me and my daughter first. I go to work, come to church. I have Sister Chat Radio and Borough Council, but that's it, period. God has led me through everything to get here. To me, this is the me that I'm supposed to be now. Tomorrow, well, I'll worry about that tomorrow. And I'm going to take each day as God gives it to me. For quite some time, I pondered how I was going to celebrate the five-year mark, because I'm told it's the big one. 
and I don't do things normal, as we all know. So thinking and thinking and thinking, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And one morning, I woke up and knew I want to be baptized. This is what I want to do. So I went to Facebook Messenger, and I messaged, messaged, there we go, some of the women here, and I said, am I, am I crazy? This is what I woke up feeling I want to do. And they all lifted me up in support. So here we are today. It's like the final cleansing of bad mojo, adding an extra layer of armor, pronouncing I'm here to stay and fight with a purpose, making a public polar plunge baptism statement. <laughs> Perfect timing. That God is my leader. I just knew baptism was the right way to say, this is my choice. God, I'm yours. You've seen me in and out over the past five years. Like we heard, I came to Hope Springs a month before my diagnosis five years ago because of a fire that happened in Bangor, and the church rallied. And um, I came to pick up dressers. And um, that was the start of it all. <clears throat> this church has caused a different kind of fire in my heart. And it's very obvious to me why hope springs in my life have collided. My, my faith over the past five years has been strong, but then I get angry. Oh, I get angry at God and lapse. And I say, <laughs> why me? Haven't you given me enough? Another diagnosis? Why are you picking on me? The anger has dissipated. It wasn't God punishing me. It was the devil trying to take him from me. And it's not happening. Do I have sad days and pity parties? Yes, I think we all do. But now I talk about them. I don't white, white picket fence them. I pray about them. Deep down, I feel no anger with God and finally peace with him. And I just know to keep moving in the path before me with hope springs by my side. He feels I have a purpose and I am listening. My faith is back and stronger than ever. I realized it was all a lesson. Some days waking up in pain just reminds me that I've been given another day to live, another day to listen, another day to thank all the people and things God has put in my purposeful path. Like our theme right now, under construction, I used to be a construction site that was imploding. Now I'm a construction site that is building up. I'm revolving through listening to God. My advice, take a break, listen, take action, but never lose sight of what God wants from you. 
He has spoken very clearly in my life. And if you listen, he will speak very clearly to you. There is hope in God's arms always. So uh, if you want to get yourself ready, I'm just going to talk about baptism for a quick second. <laughs> okay, it's steaming a little bit. That's good. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, so baptism, uh, why is, I, I think why it's so symbolic definitely for Jen on her five-year uh, anniversary. It's often, baptism is often a misunderstood part of um, the Christian faith, right? Uh, partly because the Bible kind of leaves its explanation of bat- baptism kind of vague, um, and, it even, and even Jesus himself gave no commentary on the purpose uh, for re- or reason for baptism. What he did do, however, was give an example of its importance by himself being baptized. So for us as followers of Christ, uh, we believe that baptism in no way adds to our secure or secures our salvation, but it is pu- a public statement of s- saying what is important to Christ is important to me. It is a sign of obedience as individuals, it is a mark of new beginning, a physical display of a spiritual moment where our past is washed away and we are made new. It's a gift, a moment in time for us to look back on and remember we are new, a marker where we can hold on to when things become difficult or remember having chosen to follow Jesus. As a church, it's our opportunity to celebrate an individual's decision to follow Christ in baptism and to join in the moment with excitement and support of the one committed to Christ. We may never know on this side of eternity the depths and mysteries of baptism, but one thing we can know, if it is important to God, then it's important to me. So, Miss Jen, why don't we get on in the tub? That was definitely awesome. Oh my. That, that was definitely awesome, Jen. Fantastic. So, uh, as I was just speaking out a little bit, sometimes when we're in the darkest places and in such despair and depressed and down in the dumps, um, sometimes what we need to do is kind of hunker down, get on our knees, pray, sing out a song, and raise a hallelujah. And so the next song we're going to sing, it's, it's brand new for us. Um, Jen uh, had requested it, and uh, 
the song was actually written during a time of despair for um, a community of faith, again, the Bethel Church, where there was a young boy who contracted some disease from eating some sort of meat that was undercooked. I don't know what ended up happening. <laughs> Long story short, this poor, poor kid was in the hospital for quite a while, and, and, and it, it wasn't looking good at all. And the doctors didn't really give him a shot. Um, and the worship team at Bethel Church had, had written this song. Um, and uh, when, the reason I looked up the whole slaying the giant thing is because uh, the worship leader there who did write this song, uh, when he felt as though doubt and darkness was casting a shade over him, it was just this massive giant. The only weapon he could find was a melody. And so we're going to sing this song, Raise a Hallelujah. And I ask you, you know, More Than Conquerors is probably one of my favorite songs because as Christians we can kind of, it's like a combat song. This is, this is a war cry, okay? So I encourage you to stand with us and sing with us as we sing Raise a Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to the Hope Springs podcast. And a special thanks to Ashita for the music that you guys hear right now. And feel free to check us out on the web at www.hopespringscommunity.org. Thanks. God bless. Two dreams on the green grass and the birds speak not a night's past and the sun shines not in old times but a new. Your taste as the day breaks in the heartache, step aside for some fresh dreams. Oh, your soul screams, arise. You're Your eyes to the sun